How are y'all doing? Um, welcome to Two Cents for Conversation. I'm your host, VJ. Uh, today's DJ play was Getting Some by Shauna. I do not own the rights to that song, um, but I hope you enjoyed that little throwback. And let's talk about why I picked that song today. Um, let's talk about sex today, because the whole world wants to i mean it's never any different the world loses its mind every day i feel like i say but i just there's just so many things interesting um and this is an age-old topic so i guess it's it sucks because every time i film every time i record a battle of the sexes episode it always messes up so technically this is my first battle of the sexes episode a mars versus venus episode um but technically it's like my second one because i'm always recording one and then it gets messed up but um i say battle of the sexes because today's topic i wanted to talk about i wanted to have a conversation about when men and women's perception on sex and empowerment and I got inspired because I was witness to a heated debate on Facebook regarding this and it was interesting because only men were talking about it there was no women in the comments talking about it and I found it so interesting because it's kind of like how do so many men have an opinion on women's sexuality and 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 how and it, I find it interesting that men have so much and usually and men always have so much to say about women's sexuality and don't even consult women about it like it's so interesting so I was about to comment on it but then I was like you know what I'm gonna stay out of it I'm gonna eat I'm gonna watch and eat my popcorn because clearly everybody clearly these niggas think they they know about pussy and they they really don't on both sides of the argument so I sat back and and ate some popcorn and just read, 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 and just gathered my own thoughts. And I, I thought it would be an interesting conversation. Um, and I've talked about sex plenty of times on this podcast before. Um, you know, I'm, as a more mature woman and a woman, a young woman that has gone through the ups and downs of relationships and intimacy and, ex- and sexual experience and you know yeah so and 
I talked to, I think I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast too, but on my last episode, I talked about it in the terms of how women police each other. Um, because there was like, there's like so much backlash about how women were policing, um, Chloe Bailey and her little sexy, sexy Instagram. And it was just, it's just unnecessary. And, you know, I, I just as a quick, uh, what do you call it? As a quick recap, I, women, we need to be a little more encouraging to each other. If we do disagree on things, I think disagreements need to be articulated in a healthy way. And we need to, we, as women, we need to encourage and guide each other in a better way than just bashing and saying, and policing on what we should or shouldn't be doing. And because it's kind of like, yeah, but I'm going to talk about the men today because the men are, (laughs) I'm going to get on y'all fellas because it's getting funny because it was so that the conversation that I witnessed yesterday was hella, hella extra. So to give background, um, there's this guy on my Facebook. He's seen, I don't know him from Adam. I just added him. It was like one of those random things. I think he was on the black nerd group or something and he sent me a friend request so it was like a random ad. I don't, I don't know this guy. Um, he's a white guy. Just, just for context, it's not important. But he's a white guy, and like he does music reviews, and he's really into music and stuff like that. And he seems pretty cool. Like, you know, he, in terms of his music reviews, um, he has a pretty, he has a pretty good variety of the music that he talks about. He doesn't just stick to one type of genre. And he writes music reviews, and his music reviews are pretty good um, on the genres that I do know that he talks about when he talks about, like, rap and hip-hop. Like, I enjoy his reviews. Like, you know, they're not terrible. So, you know, he's overall a non-problem on Facebook. And I guess there's this guy on his page... And I think I've seen the other gentleman and it's, and this guy was black. So, so if I say black guy, white guy, it, that's how I'm different. Cause I don't know these guys. So don't make it about, don't make it a racial thing. If that's how I'm addressing them, I'm just keeping it short for conversation. Um, so I think I've seen the black guy comment on his stuff before. So I don't know if they know each other or what. But this conversation was between them and a couple other guys. So the initial post, the white guy um, posted was like, he was like, if rappers are going to come out from a pimp angle with their music, they better reference Pimp C. And that's like, essentially, that's what the post was about. Honestly, the post was in reference to Pimp C and UGK and their music. And then so the black guy commented, oh, Pimpin' is dead. Um, 
what did he say? Pimping is dead. Women pimp themselves and call it empowerment. So I guess that comment sparked a whole thing because the white guy made another post about what the black guy posted and wrote out this whole thing about how if women can take control of their sexuality and they, you know, they're not under a pimp or, and they're just, you know, using sex, if they're choosing to use, make sex a commodity and they're not, they don't have a pimp, then to a degree it's an empower, it's empowerment because they're in control of their own situation and blah, 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 blah. And the black guy went off. It was hilarious. Like he went off like, oh, you want the smoke since you, and cause what he did was he made his post and then he screenshotted like the comment initially. So like his new post was in response to that comment. And so the black guy low key went off because, you know, he felt like he was being mocked for my, from what I've seen he felt like he was being mocked and he had a whole, he had like several breakdowns about women's sexuality and stuff. And so, so that's how it started. So initially the whole question was, you know, women being sexual in their own, on their own validity, is it empowerment or is it just being a hoe or whatever and you take whatever comes with that so that's what they were arguing about and I'm just gonna verbatim because it it the both of the conversations were in circles and several other men commented one guy was like I don't see the fucking problem if they want to do what they want to do whatever and then several other guys were like nah if you encourage this shit as a man you're a simp and you're okay with a woman that's for the streets and the initial black guy was like he had this whole dissertation about um how yeah women can do whatever they want but that doesn't mean that there ain't gonna be no consequences it's not empowerment it's something we shouldn't be encouraging yes men are responsible for it and men do their own thing but we're talking about women right now and this that and the third so and he was coming at the white guy kind of foul too which which I didn't really like like he didn't really have to take it there because the white guy initially was just like yo I support women doing whatever they want to do I you know I don't judge it as long as everybody's being safe having fun you know I can I I can understand he's pretty much his angle was I can understand why women feel empowered so this is what I wanted to say as a woman, because honestly, neither one of them should have been talking about it. And because bottom line is this whole even conversation is because of men and patriarchy. And I'm not even trying to sound like, a, like I'm not even trying to bash men like that. Just bear with me if you're a gentleman and you're listening but it's like 
the only reason why sex is a commodity in the first place is because women like men don't let women make money like they do you know what i mean women have been in a place in a position that they need a man to always have money and so with our bodies kind of being a commodity it that's where it comes from so so men shouldn't even be having this conversation of what is women empowerment because they're not women and they don't have that experience as a woman and it's kind of like neither one of them said the golden ticket for me as i as a woman reading the conversation nobody said the golden ticket which is what i'm is and which i feel like is if you're going to promote modesty amongst women if you're going to promote women being conscious of themselves promote it on the grounds of safety like make the point that if women are more modest you know, it puts them in safer positions. It puts us in safer positions. It puts us in safer positions with our health. It puts us in safer positions just in general, with our money, with everything. Like with our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, and our physical well-being. That's like the only, that's honestly the benefit of modesty when it comes to the conversations of women's sexuality is that it promotes our safety. And that's what I'm for. I, I, I'm a modest woman in a sense, because I don't ever want to be in a position where my safety is in jeopardy, whether it's my health, whether it's physical, mentally, like I want to be safe and I want to be healthy. Um, unfortunately with being a woman, being in in tuned with sexuality to a higher degree out of balance that is more in jeopardy you're more you know you're in jeopardy to catch more diseases you're in jeopardy to get pregnant which is a health risk it's a beautiful thing but my mother always taught me within the 30 second of bringing life into this world you are also very close to dying it's like when you're pregnant and you're having a baby and I'm even and I'm even um, meditating on this being a pregnant woman. That moment you're bringing life into this world, you're you're also a step away from death because it's a very stressful thing on your body having a baby and anything can happen. Um, and that's something beautiful, but it's also something to be aware of. Um, so, you know, getting pregnant isn't just, oh, you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby and that's fine. No, your health, it's a health risk after postpartum is a health risk. It's a health risk for your, and it's also a health risk for your mental well-being as well. And then being in and out of relationships sexually is also a strain on your mental health. So you know, dealing with different personalities, soul ties, all that. It, it, it's mental. So, you know, 
that's why I I'm a per, I personally promote modesty. I'm all if you if I have a homegirl that asks me advice or opinion on something, I'm always gonna go the modest route. But I am also all for a woman doing whatever the fuck she feels is right. If you wanna go ride that D, girl, that's your business. You know, just be ready for whatever happens afterwards. Um, but I also feel like women should be in control of that situation. You know, I'm not going to bash a woman for not being modest. You know, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm if it's a friend, I'm always going to keep it real, but I'm not going to bash her for it. I'm not going to lecture a woman over what she does you know, with her sexual relations and shit like that. That's her business. Just like it was my business when I was doing my own thing. Um, so neither one of these gentlemen made that point. And that's what I found interesting. And it's always these converse. And then with, and it's like men, never have these conversations women have these conversations when we do talk about our sexual empowerment we talk about these these other factors but I never see it from men it's always something very superficial of what other men are gonna like of what they would like out of a woman um you know it always comes back to man and it has nothing to do with it. And that's the, so, so that's the part that I agree with the white guy on is that, you know, women should be in control of their own sexuality. So if a woman is able to express herself sexually or whatever, yes, to a degree, it's an empowerment. So that I, I can agree on that, but in context of to how the, even the whole conversation started with the whole um, notion and note of, you know, women are pimping themselves and calling it empowerment. First of all, you can't pimp yourself. Pimping is a whole beast. Like, I've been watching a lot of YouTube doc. I watched, I've been watching this YouTube documentary series called um, Soft underbelly soft white underbelly and this guy he interviews different personalities people from different walks of life um some on most on skid row and you know just to let them tell their stories and usually they're like in 15 minute to hour increments depending on the person he's interviewing it's very it's a very fascinating series it's kind of like the modern day taxi cab confessions, it, it, it has that same feel to it. And so I've been glued to watching these interviews for like the past three days. And um, he interviews a lot of pimps too and prostitutes. So you're really getting an insight on, you know, the real deal. And so pimping and people throw throw the term around way way too lightly and i blame that on mainstream music but it's kind of like no that is a real thing it's a real culture it's crazy as fuck and it really happens in this world so 
first that's my first disagreement was like let's stop even having this conversation based on that term being loosely used second of all you can't pimp yourself like a pimp is a whole pimping and being a pimp is a whole thing so a woman just being a sex worker is not pimping herself like no it's a woman being a sex worker um so that's the first thing that was kind of like okay this conversation is about to go left field I already know it second thing um sex work being empowering I don't know like because things are so much different now in the age of technology and what we have it's kind of like everything has changed like sex work is not like the old days where you either go on the street or you work at a brothel you have online you have websites you hell you can be a sex worker on fucking facebook if you really just be careful about it like you it can be easy as sending a message like it it doesn't it's it's not gritty as it used to be like running back and forth on the street hopping in cars and shit like that working at hotels like why you think you take a hoe to a hotel um (laughs) you know what i mean it's you know it's totally different and um with only fans now like there there was a on the series that I was watching the pimp one of the pimps that the guy interviewed he um he was he did acknowledge he was like hey only fans is a step away from prostitution like if you're doing only fans you you in that you're in the prostitution bubble now like fuck the bullshit and it's like if you don't want to be considered that get the fuck out of it because that's what it is ain't no oh independent or worker or model Uh uh-uh no you're a fucking prostitute so um you know only fans changes the conversation because you know the money is directed it's virtual there's no physical contact most of the time it's a whole thing so it it kind of blurs the lines of i don't know I won't call it empowerment, but it's definitely independence, which is fine. Like, you know, I can salute, I can salute that as a woman, like being independent with your sex work is definitely a salute because pimps still do exist. Brothels still do exist. And those are still middle men in between a woman or whoever doing their sex work and you know their profits um I don't know though um I think ultimately I think ultimately the question comes down to two things um I feel like the term empowerment it also comes with the privilege of not having that many consequences and 
a person being in control, complete control of their situation. That's what makes a certain action empowering. If you are in control of your situation and your situation has little to no consequent negative consequence or outcome, I can call something empowering. You know what I mean? Um, uh, like for example, on a very opposite um, spectrum, being um, being in tune with your spirituality is empowering. There is little to no consequence, and you are completely in control of that. You can't nobody touch your spirituality or you know control that except you. So that's empowering. Sex work, it gets a little messy. You know, you're not in control of the other person. Most of the time, there are exceptions. And some mo- sometimes you're not in control of your finances and stuff like that. You're not in control of, you have little control over your health, like I've said before. You're not really in con you there may be consequence to your actions like pregnant disease, somebody finding out that you're doing sex work. Like there was a whole debate on social media about this girl who got caught doing OnlyFans, but she was a teacher and she got fired from being a teacher because the student or the parent found her OnlyFans. So if we got normal everyday Joes doing OnlyFans to support extra support themselves, bring more support into their household, but they got a day job per se, yeah, there's going to be a consequence to that. So is it really empowering at that point? Or is it just, you know, you're working something risky to bring that extra money in? Um... You know, so it's kind of like, I, and then that's the thing with, with being in your sexual prowess per se, is that you're still not really in control about it, in control of it, like you may think you are, and and you learn this part from experience and becoming more mature. Um, The guy throughout... Make the stallion for an example. So I'm going to stick with that example. Um, you know, and I'm a don't, I'm not, it's all relative. So bear with me. So he threw out make the stallion as an example. He was telling the white guy, like, you gas up make the stallion for whatever reason, but you're encouraging um, women to be, have whole antics like her. And that ain't doing nothing but bringing down black women and, yada 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 you know that whole conversation so in response to that it's kind of like that's the only kind of part that I kind of agree with the that dude with the black guy on is because I love Meg the Stallion so this is definitely coming from a place of love um you know it's not I'm not calling it degrading fuck all that degrading is so much more than shaking your ass on the internet um but 
it's kind of like, how can I say this? And, and like I said, you're only going to, this part of the conversation, you, you usually as a woman, you only learn with experience that yes, you can be in tune with your sexuality. You can, you can embrace it. You can put it out there. You can strut and own it. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, you you don't have the control over how other others perceive you and the impact that that has on your relations to a degree. Like it's kind of like one of those things like you you end up being what you what you 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 are you you're you're attracting what you are. So that's why I can't call it empowering because if if acting out like you know make the stallion for example shaking your ass on the internet being like f these niggas hopping off on all dicks get his money finesse him f him only get what you got only get what you want out of him yada 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 that type of attitude it has, you know, yes, you can benefit from it. There's plenty, you know, if you look good enough. And that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody can have that type of attitude and that same outcome. That's what I should say. So therefore, it's not empowering. I can't walk around talking like Meg the Stallion because I don't look like Meg the Stallion. I'm not going to have that same pool with men because I don't look as good as her. I look fair enough for my fucking for my demographic but it's kind of like if I sat here walking around talking and acting like Meg the Stallion two things are gonna happen I'm not gonna get a decent guy I'm not gonna get a guy with his shit together who's gonna treat me right I'm gonna get some weirdo ass dude who's either a gonna think his money can dictate anything about me or because he has money, he's going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants to me. Or two, I'm not going to get any guy at all because ain't nobody, ain't no man going to want to deal with that type of attitude and feeling like they're being used or finessed. And, and um, you know, so it's kind of like, it's not necessarily empowering because not the average woman won't be can't talk like that and think like that and act that and act like that and get the same outcome as Meg the Stallion. So that's what I agree with the black guy with is kind of like don't call it empowering because it's not it you this type of behavior usually doesn't lead to anything positive. And um so it's kind of like yeah, you got a point there. Um, and I personally don't even think, in, in my personal opinion, this isn't fact. This is just a woman with similar, that comes from a similar thought frame who's been 24, who, a black woman who has been 24 years old in college trying to 
empower herself and trying to find herself. Um, I don't think Meg the Stallion be really feeling that shit that she be talking. I think a lot of that is for the character and the aesthetic, the aesthetic of Meg the Stallion. Like, I've been there. I, I've. <laughs> that's why I love her, and that's why I really do say it's out. My criticisms, when I do have criticisms of Meg the Stallion, that's why I do say it's out of love because it's like I've totally been there, and. Because my fucking post from 2010, 2011, 2012, when I was early 20s, my posts sound exactly like Meg Thee Stallion. I'm pretty sure we grew up listening to the same music. So it's like, I get it. I, I get it. But as a woman who is now 28, going on 29, in a healthy relationship, getting into a healthy relationship, not doing that stuff, seeing what that stuff does or what that stuff attracts. That's why I'm saying like, it, it, it's, it's baby, that ain't you. That ain't you. Like you just trying to find yourself, you trying to kind of show your horns so nobody comes at you crazy and I get it and I'm not knocking it you gotta let motherfuckers know that you ain't playing no games but don't act like this is the solidified version of you it's not and she'll I think she'll learn it in time but it's kind of like yeah like it's not empowering it's just it's just learning an attribute of yourself so, so yeah, like, I think it's, a, I think it's something that women definitely should do, but at the same time, I don't, I can't call it empowering because those actions don't, the, the reactions to those type of actions, to your actions of your sexuality, don't always, you're, you're not always in control of, and um, because there's been plenty of times where people have told me I'd be an extra, I've lost friends, I've hurt friends, I've, you know, there's plenty of things I shouldn't have done, there's, you know, plenty of things that I've learned from being in my sexual empowerment, quote-unquote, that is like, I could have avoided and it could have put me in a way better position hell I'm gonna I'm a be candid here because nobody's listening anyway so if you listening then that means you really give a fuck about me you know being sexually quote-unquote sexually empowered at 14 yeah I didn't need to be sexually empowered at 14 by definition of what these guys are arguing on I was but I did I need to be no, was I empowered? I thought I was, but at the end of the day, in retrospect, nah, I was just being stupid and letting my body get the best of me. Like, I didn't need to be sexually empowered. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's that's personally why I can't call it empowerment 
and advocate that women being so expressive of their sexuality is an empowerment because yeah it they're you're not in you're you're not in control like you think you are unfortunately it's a problem now i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that it's a fact and it's an unfair thing too and that brings me to my next point because people are still talking about because valentine's just passed right so i think that's another reason why all these emotions are in the air with the conversation of sex and love and men and women um so lori harvey i talked about her on the last podcast she's a little hollywood socialite per se she's dating michael b so damn fine jordan's ass um and you know everybody's posting their valentine's day shit and all that and so she posted in michael b jordan's stuff and it was all sweet and extravagant and yada 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 right so <laughs> I'm not even hating. I had to do, I had to do some Valentine's. So I ain't even hating. I'm just, it's just funny. Cause it's like, y'all just mad extra just because y'all in Hollywood. Like if, if I was Hollywood, hell yeah. I would expect some extravagant Valentine's and I would, I would do some extravagant ass, extravagant ass Valentine's for my man too. But we're everyday motherfuckers. Okay. You going to get some cute goodies some sex and it's gonna be another day so and you know it's funny my my opinion on valentine's day has always been whatever because it's my dad's birthday the day before so my valentine's is always around my dad anyway so it's kind of like it it, it's never been that big of a deal to me because it's always about my dad and my family so that that's my personal thing so, um, yeah, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey displayed it and PDA'd and all that. And still so many people are hating. And it's just crazy. And this isn't even a woman who's shaking her ass on the internet like galore or acting out. She's pretty low-key except with when it comes out of who she's dating. And that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like... You can't even win because it's like either if you're not shaking your ass on the internet and you just people just know about your relationships, it's it's gonna come like there's always gonna be so much to be said. Like, um, I was watching Vlad TV on YouTube and they were talking about Lori Harvey and her dating shit. And it, it's just, it's the same thing as these guys on Facebook. And it was the, it's a Vlad episode with Boosie, right? And it's the same thing with the guys on the, on Facebook it, about the whole sex thing. It's like, why are you men talking about women's sexuality, how women date? Like, what the fuck does it matter to you? And, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit because I love me some Boosie. Don't get me wrong. Boosie badass is crazy and I love him to death for it. But it pissed me off because it was like, how in the fuck are you going to be a nigga with eight kids, no wife, eight kids by what? Six different women. 
no wife, never had a ring on your finger, never been in a confirmed relationship. Once again, six, eight kids with six different women. And you got the fucking nerve to talk about how Lori Harvey is dating and how you would be a nigga laughing at the nigga who's with her because you know who she's previously dated. Nigga, get the fuck over yourself. And I see a lot of men talking like this. And it's kind of like, y'all are disappointing as fuck. Because, and it ain't every man. I'm just saying the men that I'm seeing comment or the men I'm seeing feel some type of way about her dating. And it's kind of like, first of all, you don't even know if this woman has slept with all the men she's dated. Dating doesn't always mean sex. And in y'all world, because you might be that person that sleeps with everybody you date um (laughs) sure but we don't know this woman from adam and eve and quite frankly i don't think she's sleeping with all these men because she dated future and if you sleep with future you're getting pregnant she got out of that relationship with no children I'm pretty sure she did not sleep with Future because she would have a kid with him. And um, she got out of that relationship child-free. So, girl, she had to go. Excuse me if you guys heard me burp a little bit. I'm pregnant. I don't care. I'm going to burp if I need to. Um, <laughs> so, she's the go because she got out of a relationship with Future without a child. So, kudos to Lori Harvey, Okay. We need to be taking notes. And that's another thing. It's like she's, these aren't marriages she's hopping out of, (laughs) Kim Kardashian. Like, these aren't marriages. She's not hopping in relationships before divorce ink is dry. She ain't sitting here getting with no ragamuffins men that are acting crazy to her she's not even really putting her business business out there like I just saw a whole Instagram thing with Meg the Stallion and I guess now she's fooling around with um I think I don't know how to say his name like Paradise Fontaine or whoops. he wrote the fucking um he's a he's a writer for rappers I don't know how to say his name but he wrote this he um He's in the song with Cardi B backing it up. And um, everybody is talking about their relationship now, quote unquote. And he, on IG, he busted all through the bathroom door at her party and was all mad at her about something. So now everybody's making it seem like he's all aggressive. And I'll talk about it another day. But, um... You know, it's just messy. Like, Tory Lane's thing was messy and all that. So, it's like, Lori Harvey isn't even being messy with her relationships. Like, putting all her shit out there. Like, you're going to catch them in the photo ops, the blogs. That's it. She ain't speaking on it. The men ain't speaking on it. They're catching, like, 
Their relationships are only confirmed with, with photo ops for the most part. So who knows what Lori, how Lori Harvey is actually moving. So it's kind of like, why are so, why do so many men and women have such a problem with how she is moving in her dating life? And it's kind of like, I know women in the everyday realm that date in their friends. Like my thing is like, that's an excellent point. Like we sit here and champion shows like friends and I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. So I'm gonna use that example. Grey's Anatomy and all these TV shows where motherfuckers date in their friend circle all day long in and out of their friend circle, how I met your mother, like, and I know people who date in their friend circle, like, I don't condone it because I think it's just extra, extra messy. So if we got people who date in their friend circle, then how are we going to get mad at celebrities for dating in the celebrity circle? Like, who the fuck is she supposed to be with a fucking store manager? Like, she's Lori Harvey. I'm not surprised if she goes from future to Michael B. Jordan. Like, if I was Lori Harvey, I would be moving the same exact fucking way. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? So it's just kind of like the hypocrisy and the ignorance of it all is just crazy because it honestly has nothing to do. Like, like, and then it's kind of like, if you're talking about her like this, you do like for the boozy thing, like if you got the nerve to say niggas are laughing at Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan behind closed doors because they know where she's been, then what the fuck we, you think we doing to you? We constantly joke about Boosie having eight fucking kids and make him the example of what not to do. Because having eight kids, he said it himself in plenty of interviews. I should have had all my kids with one woman. So you know you were being trifling in your dating experience and your dating, in your male prowess. So it's kind of like, that's why it's like, sure, female sexuality is not an empowerment. We're not in complete control of it, unfortunately, like we, we want to be. But we also know that it is a problem that that's the case. So it's like, because, because how the fuck can Boosie talk shit about Lori Harvey and he got like eight kids and six baby mamas, like make it make sense. And on top of that, Men honestly don't have any point to talk about women's sexuality because eight times out of 10, women's sexuality is still displayed in the benefit of men. Like Meg Thee Stallion can, Meg Thee Stallion and even Chloe Bailey, and I'm using them as two different spectrums of sexuality because Chloe Bailey is very modest compared to Meg Thee Stallion. So Meg Thee Stallion and Chloe Bailey, even on opposite spectrums of their sexuality, it's still 
their sexuality, the sexual female sexuality is still displayed in the benefit of men. Because why does female sexual empowerment look the same as a male fantasy? Like if we really want to talk about female sexual empowerment, we should be talking about everybody. We should be talking about Meg Thee Stallion. We should be talking about Chloe Bailey. We should be talking about Missy Elliott. We should be talking about Young and May, who um, we should be talking about Kamaya, who don't display all their assets, <laughs> no, all pun intended, who don't display their assets, but they're still excellent female rappers and entertainers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, what you call it? Nobody's ever putting up the butch rappers. Nobody's ever putting up the rap women. And this goes for women too. We're just as bad as the men. We're not pumping up Kamaya and Missy Elliott like we should be. Like, I mean, Missy Elliott is more nostalgic now. But it's kind of like we we nowhere near promote her or Kamaya in a more modern sense. I'll use Kamaya because she's more modern. Like we're nowhere near promoting like Kamaya in the same capacity as Meg Thee Stallion. Why? Because we think that the over-sexuality, the aesthetic that ultimately gets us attention from men, at the end of the day, it's going to get more attention from men. That's why we like it so much. We can bullshit all day long. See, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, that's what the guys on Facebook didn't realize in their argument is that... The false sense of empowerment is coming from the sense because we know that men are going to like that aesthetic and that sexual energy. So that's going to give us more control of the situation because if they like it more, they'll let us run shit more. That's where the whole conversation also gets lost because we like all that sexual empowerment stuff with the over-sexuality, the aesthetic of having our body out and looking good and all of that, it ultimately gets us more attention from men. That's why women also like it. And that's still a problem because we don't like it just, we say we do, but but real talk. It's because we get more attention from, like, I don't want to look like Meg Thee Stallion because I want to, I want to look like Meg Thee Stallion for me. No, I want to look like Meg Thee Stallion because I'm going to get more niggas to do shit for me. Buy me shit, give me money, do whatever I want, keep my man from looking at other women. Bottom line, <laughs> like, I'm in a relationship. I still want to look like Meg Thee Stallion. Why? Because... My nigga would probably do twice as much for me if I looked like Meg Thee Stallion. So it it ain't for me. I mean, the hair and makeup, okay, because it looks pretty. But <laughs> that's a very small fraction of it. Like, I can have my makeup look like Meg Thee Stallion's makeup. 
still looking the way I do and it ain't gonna change nothing but if I'm fit and I got my booty and my titties right and my body right and I'm learning how to dance and all of that yeah that's what men like so it ain't for me it's for to get men att- male attention so and that's the truth of it let's be honest ladies like let's stop fronting if we're honest about it's all about being honest with ourselves if we're honest about it we can tackle the problem better because like i said if it was really about female empowerment we would be championing championing it all across the board we would be championing championing champion championing i don't know if i'm saying that right we would be promoting kamaya looking like kamaya more the butch queens like young and may like females that just want to rock a pro club and baggy jeans and snapbacks no makeup you know what i mean like the it's it's yeah so let's not let's not um big air and for the men it's kind of like just stay out of the conversation because y'all are part of the initial problem anyway so (laughs) there's no point for men to speak on it you can speak on it in terms of what you personally want in a woman but don't speak on it from a societal standpoint because society on a societal scale y'all are the whole problem for this confusion okay if everything was an equal playing field across the board in their own respectabilities we could have female empowerment without worrying about whether or not it's going to be looked at as degrading and things like that there would be no if if everything was equal across the board to our respectabilities you know, we, from my point, we wouldn't even have to worry about female sexual empowerment being, having negative consequences or putting our safety at risk. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have to keep the modesty in mind. If we wanted to be modest, it would be for other reasons like religion or whatever, or just personal attributes like if you're just a naturally shy person you're probably more modest anyway you know if you don't really want all that attention if you don't know how to personally navigate it you're a nervous person okay I get that would be that would be the reason for modesty but you know for an average person on a balance note having to be modest more for safety is because men are the problem and not and I'm not saying that in a general sense but in terms of sex and sexuality yeah men cause way more problems for women than they think than y'all think and just just stay out the conversation unless you really have a genuine you know, perspective on it. Cause old dude talking about, 
degrading and what what's good for black women and yada 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 like dude shut up because if that was the case you wouldn't even be mad at Meg Thee Stallion shaking her ass all day or having something to say about it unless it has something to do with safety and health and well-being you're just mad because she's shaking her ass all day and you don't like the shit that she's talking about but you're not saying why you know what I mean and honestly you can still want good well-being for women and allow them to express themselves I'm not sitting here bashing Meg Thee Stallion because she's shaking her ass all day no that's her business I'm just saying be a little careful with it because you're gonna attract the wrong people shaking your ass all day that's what I'm saying that's a totally different thing though so I hope y'all enjoyed this episode there's more to come um we're counting down to the little guys here hope y'all enjoyed the show um feel free to send me topics um share promote it turn it on if you just need some somebody to have a conversation with it's all gravy um take care be safe and be well bye